हरे कृष्णा जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी अधमाधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजना यशोदनंदन जन रंजना यमुना तीरावन चारी यमुना तीरावन चारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजना यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजना यमुना तीरावन चारी यमुना तीरावन चारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जयो राधा खला चंजीराधा खला चंजीराधे राधा खला चंजीराधा खला चंजी श्री राधे जयो राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद राधे जयो राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद श्री राधे जयो जगन्नाथ जयो जगन्नाथ बलदेवा जयो सुभद्रा नितय गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद जयो जयो गुरुदेव 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 जयो जयो गुरुदेव जयो जयो गुरुदेव 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 जयो जयो गुरुदेव गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बो
नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया दिस इज नॉट वर्किंग प्रभु दिस दिस इज नॉट वर्किंग दिस इज नॉट वर्किंग प्रभु इट वॉज फाइन बिफोर इट वेंट ऑफ इन दिट ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया नारायणम नमस्कृतम नारायणम नमस्कृतम नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जयात्मुदीरया नष्टु अभद्रेशु निगवत भगवते उत्तमा श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टी कृष्णा वासुदेवाया देवकी नंदनाया नंद गोपाकुमारोविंदे नमो नम नमो पंकजनाभाय नमो पंकजमालिने नमो पंकजनेत्रा नमस्ते पंकजांग्रे गुरुवे गौड़चंद्राय राधिकाए तदालये काये तदालये कृष्णाया कृष्णा भक्ताया तद्भक्ताया नमो नमः reading from canto 1 reading from canto 1 chapter 8 text 47 this is chapter called prayers by kunti queen kunti aharaja dharma sutas chintayan shurdam vadham prakriti natmana vipra नेहा मोहवशम गहराजाधर्मसूता चिंतन सुहृद वदम सुहृद वदम प्रकृति प्रकृतनात्मा 
ಸ್ನೇಹಮೋಹಾವಶಂ ಗಹರಾಜಧರ್ಮಸುತ ಚಿಂತನ್ ಶುಹೃದ ವದ ಪ್ರಕೃತೇನಾತ್ಮನ ವಿಪ್ರ ಸ್ನೇಹಮೋಹಾವಶಂಗತ ಚಿಂತನ್ ಸುಹೃದ ವದ ಪ್ರಕೃತೇತ್ನಾತ್ಮಿಕ್ರ ಸ್ನೇಹಮೋಹಾವಶಂಗತ ಅಹರಾಜಧರ್ಮಸುತ ಚಿಂತನ್ ಸುಹೃದ ವದ ಪ್ರಕೃತೇತ್ನಾತ್ಮಿಕ್ರ ಸ್ನೇಹಮೋಹಾವಶಂಗತ ಅಹೇಡ್ ರಾಜ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಯುಧಿಷ್ಠಿರ್ ಧರ್ಮಸುತ ಸನ್ ಆಫ್ ಧರ್ಮ ಯಮರಾಜ ಚಿಂತನ್ ಥಿಂಕಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೂರ್ಯದ ಆಫ್ ದ ಫ್ರೆಂಡ್ಸ್ ವದ ಕಿಲಿಂಗ್ ಪ್ರಕೃತೇನ ಬೈ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಕನ್ಸೆಪ್ಷನ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಆತ್ಮನ ಬೈ ದ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ವಿಪ್ರ ಓ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ ಸ್ನೇಹ affection moha delusion was vasham being carried away by gataha having gone translation and purport by shila prabhupad shila prabhupad ki jai king yudhishthir son of dharma overwhelmed by the death of his friends was aggrieved just like a common materialistic man o sages thus deluded by affection he began to speak purport king yudhishthir though he was not expected to become aggrieved like a common man became deluded by worldly affection by the will of the lord just as arjuna was apparently deluded a man who sees a man who sees knows well that the living entity is neither the body nor the mind but is transcendental to the material conception of life the ma- the common man thinks of violence and non-violence in terms of the body but this is a kind of delusion everyone is duty bound according to one's occupational duties a kshatriya is bound to fight for the right cause regardless of the opposite party in such discharge of the duty one should not be disturbed by the annihilation of the material body which is only an external dress of the living soul all this was perfectly known to maharaj yudhishthir but by the will of the lord he became just like a common man because there was another great idea behind this delusion the king would be instructed by bhishma as arjuna was instructed by the lord himself om agyanati mirandhasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay shri guruve namaha shri chaitanya manobhishtam 
स्थापितम ये न भूतले स्वयं रूप कदाम ददाती स्वापदातिका नमो ओं विष्णु पदा कृष्णा प्रस्थाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांता स्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चत्यदेशिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैता गदाधर शिवासादी गौरभक्त वृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे प्रेंग एट द लोटस फीट ऑफ माई स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर शिला प्रभुपाद ऑल द वर्तमान एंड पूर्व आचार्य वर्ग प्रेंग एट द लोटस फीट ऑफ द वैष्णवाज दट मे आई स्पीक समथिंग इन ग्लोरिफिकेशन ऑफ माई डियर लॉर्ड कृष्णा For the pleasure of the Vaishnavas and for my very own purification. Vancha kalpataru bhyasya kripa sindhu ve vacha patita naam pavne ve vaishnave ve onamunama. Mukum karoti vachalam pangum langayate girum yat kripa tamaham vande shri guru dinataranam. Shri Chaitanyam Ishwaram Pramananda Madhavam. Hare Krishna. So here, so far what's been hap- happening, little uh, tracking back. So, uh, Now Krishna is ready to depart uh, Hastinapur and go back to Dwarka. And at this point of time when um, Uttara comes and says, save me, save me, I don't see anybody who's more, who is equal to or above you. So please save me, the child in my womb. And Krishna immediately without waiting for all the five Pandavas, we were so very capable to, he doesn't wait for anybody and he immediately comes in rescue of Uttara. and rescue uttara and the child parikshit within the womb and um, and then then kunti maharani offers this beautiful prayers to krishna and he smilingly and you know accepts all of it and and then when he is about to depart now he is informing all the matajis of the house that i'm leaving i'm leaving and then yudhishthir he encounters and yudhishthir is so upset so aggrieved he is like you know he is not able to reconcile the fact that he is he has killed of so much of his relatives and reading this uh, as propad also mentions in the purport while this is quite fem- similar to when arjuna was you know arjuna was very confident very comfortable fighting but as soon as krishna very very uh, smartly placed the uh, chariot on request of arjuna right in front of uh, bhishma dev and dronacharya and he realized who uh, who's who's whom he going to fight to immediately he falls down on his uh, you know on his strength he was still powerful it's not that something took away his power but it is the what do you say it is the our consciousness it's, it is the courage of the soul that uh, went away for uh, from arjuna and he immediately fell down at the lotus feet of krishna and then he said karpanya dosha upatasavavo prachamitam dharma sammura cheta so he said yes yet shreya shreyan nishchitam bruhitan me shishyaste ham sadhimam tam prapannam this is what actually our all of our mood should be when we go in front of our Uh, our Srila Prabhupada, of course, and our Gurus. You know, we should surrender. And when we surrender, we get the knowledge. 
the knowledge is there the knowledge is always there but it comes it penetrates our heart when we surrender when we say like chaitanya mahaprabhu chaitanya charitamrita when he was told by the mayavadis you are you are so learned why don't you speak of vedanta why all this emotional sentimental and singing and you know doing sankirtan chanting hare krishna and then mahaprabhu said oh i am a fool my guru recognized me and so he understood that you know the best thing for me is sankirtan so being mahaprabhu being supreme personality himself he is teaching us how we should be and uh, and then that's how we should all be in front of our guru in front of our seniors that i don't know anything please teach me and so arjuna is surrendering at 2.7 of bhagavad gita that you know please instruct me i'm i'm a surrendered soul similarly yudhishthir is again so bewildered you know he is like he is so much being caught up so as to say by the material conception of life and then he is thinking that ah, okay my relatives are killed i have killed them and going ahead we will see how yudhishthir is so convinced that you know i was not needed to do this and this has been done because he is a devotee the devotees are always thinking of things you know there is something called shreyas there is something called prayers we are always thinking what is good for the future what is good for right now like if you see see in the first chapter of bhagavad gita Arjuna is giving all sort of you know reasons why he should not fight but if you see a materialistic person he or she would have given a reason why he should fight but Arjuna in spite of him being so powerful so capable he still he is giving reasons why he should not fight and that's the sign of a devotee he thinks he thinks so much before doing he thinks of his karma he thinks of his you know uh who's going to follow him uh, what's uh, you know who are what will happen to the future what will happen what what would impact the present and the past he thinks of the present past and future he thinks of his himself and the subjects of his so he that's how a bhakta acts he does not just whimsically go and do whatever he feels like he has to think of krishna's pleasure he have to think of krishna's devotee's pleasure and accordingly and the superior's blessing and accordingly he acts he does not act of his whims so here we see yudhishthir maharaj even after winning but like if you would take a mundane person who has won this wonderful wonderful glorious battle under the guidance of uh, lord krishna and by the blessings of all the acharya uh, all the um, rishis and the munis everybody would have been elated anyone would have been elated you know okay, i have all in my pocket and now all i need to do is just you know enjoy or you know run this kingdom i am the king and everything is in my in my pocket but we see yudhishthir is not happy he's just sad that you know oh my relatives when we understand this is so much of a bodily concept that thinking and you know worrying and lamenting over the bodies of the relatives near and dear ones but also yudhishthir maharaj is teaching us how a devotee should act so this is a lesson for us he was in the purport prabhupad says that this is so similar to arjuna arjuna was bewildered by bodily concept and so is yudhishthir maharaj here so when it comes to bodily concept what is bodily concept i just heard it yesterday and so i will just put it across uh that bodily concept is being you know described by five panchakoshas it's called sorry panchakoshas or five aspects of it it's called anan uh, annamaya kosh and then you have pranamaya kosh and then you have manomaya or gyanamaya kosh and then you have vigyanamaya kosh and then you have anandamaya kosh so when you have 
Annamaya Kosh is where you are only conscious of your uh, the food that you get. Where are you getting your food from? So if you see the babies, they are so much into food. Even when they are sleeping, they are still sucking their lips as if they are drinking milk. They are so much into the food. All they care about is the food. So that's a Annamaya Kosha. And then you say pranamaya kosha. Pranamaya is you are always, always busy defending yourself. So if you see a bird on a bird feeder, you will really realize what the scripture says that we should not come back as this human birth is such a, such a rare opportunity to go back to God. And if you see a bird, if you see a bird, it continuously shakes its neck. It's so scared that I can, I may be attacked. It's eating the bird seeds, but it is not comfortable. It is continuously looking here, there, here, there. You know, am I, am, am I going to be attacked? Am I going to be? It is such, if you imagine yourself there, it is so uncomfortable state. You are eating, but you are not in peace. You are eating with a fear that I'm next bite might be, might be my last. That's how we all should live. You know, that last breath, breath might be my last breath. But then to at least, being a human, we have that much of safety that when we are eating, when we are sleeping, we have some level of comfort. And if you see a bird, it is miserable. I mean, it might be comfortable in it, but to look at as a human towards a bird, it, it has a miserable, miserable life. Not a single grain, not a single seed it can eat in peace. And that's that's what our scripture teaches. So if you look at our scripture, it gives the knowledge which is way beyond our understanding, way beyond our, you know, we cannot even think that the knowledge can go to that extent. And the more we surrender, ye yathamam prapadyante, the more we surrender, whether it is to Krishna's lotus feet, whether it is the scripture, whether it is the dham or our guru or the holy name, the more we surrender, the more they reveal to us. But then the moment we bring a doubt in our mind, oh, does really this, you know, I like this part of scripture, I like this part of Bhagavad Gita or Bhagavatam or Chaitanya Charitamrita, but I don't like what Prabhupada is saying here. Prabhupada is saying that women are less intelligent. I don't like because I think I'm very smart. I don't like that, that women should be submissive. I don't like that. So I do not take that part because it does not reconcile, reconcile with my so-called intelligence. But I take the part where what it that is not how scripture is supposed to be. Whether I like it or not, whether it is, whether I understand it or not, it has been spoken, it has been, it has come from the supreme personality of Godhead and it has been accepted by our acharyas, so I do accept it wholeheartedly. Whether I understand, whether I realize what's been told or not, but I do accept it. The way I take Krishna's deity as the Lord himself and not like a marble or a stone or a wood or any other thing. He is deity. He is deity because that's what's been told to us. Even we do not realize it, but if we accept what's been told, the more we accept, the more we surrender full-heartedly, wholeheartedly, the more they will reveal what they mean. It says that in, that Krishna's name and Krishna are non-different. And if it has been told, we I accept it. Whether I realize it while chanting or not, that's a altogether different story. But it's been told by the Acharyas, it's been told by Srila Prabhupada to us, and they, them being our well-wisher ever so, we accept it. And as and when we, you know, with that surrender, when we practice it, it will definitely be revealed to us. If not today, tomorrow. If we have this faith, what's being told to us is true, and there is not a tinge of doubt, then the knowledge will be, you know, 
it will be revealed in our heart. We sing every day, Divya Gyan Ridae Prakashita. This Divya Gyan, this is not a mundane knowledge that we read a science book or any other book and we get the knowledge and, okay, I am knowledgeable, I am smart. No, this is, even if we read, it will not be revealed to us because it's a Divya Gyan, it's a transcendental knowledge. To get this knowledge trans, um, revealed in our heart, we have to have a mood of surrender. We have to have a mood of servitude. We have to have a mood of submissiveness. And we do not doubt what our acharyas are telling us. We do not doubt Srila Prabhupada's word. Because he doesn't have anything to take from us. All he did was just giving us. He didn't need anything from us. Srila Prabhupada says in uh, you know, first canto, I think it will come ahead when we read about uh, Narad Muni, when he is t- t- talking about, uh, you know, how Sukadev Goswami uh, is going. I think we have crossed it already. Yeah, how Sukadev Goswami, he would go, you know, Grihastha to Grihastha and he will stay only so much, so long it takes time to milk a cow. And there Srila Prabhupada in the purport explains that the sadhus, they do not go to the Grihastha's house to get something, but he goes to the Grihastha's house to make them from Grihamedis to Grihastas. So what is the difference? So what is the difference between Grihamedis? Grihamedis are the one who live just for themselves. They live for themselves and for the extended family. They think of themselves and the extended self. And Prabhupada in a lecture he says that this sentence, this word that extended self was given by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. When we think, when we just do not think about Ourselves, we also think about our family, our country, our nation, our kinsmen. Those are called extended self. When we think little bit beyond ourselves, but that is also thinking of ourselves. And and that's been introduced by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So Prabhupada says that when we only think about our family, it's only me, my, me, mine. Those are called Grihamedis. But when we bring Krishna in our life, then we become grihastas. When we do everything, whether it's our cooking or it's our earning, our everything, when we do thinking Krishna in the center, keeping Krishna in the center, we become grihastas from grihamedis. And who transform us? The sadhus. And that's why the sadhus go from house to house to purify us, not to take from, from us anything. They speak Srimad Bhagavatam, they speak Bhagavad Gita, they explain the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita to purify our existence, not for their any selfish reason. So, like that, so that's, we were talking about Pranamaya Kosh, where we are living just for our life's sake, like we see the birds. And then comes the Manamaya Kosh, where we are always thinking, you know, our intelligence is working, our mind is working, particularly Manamaya is mainly where our mind is working, which is also known as Gyanamaya Kosha. And then with Gyanamaya Kosha, when we are at the platform of Brahman, we understand there is something higher than us and the knowledge. And But the topmost is the Anandamaya Kosha. So from Prabhupada explains also in chapter 13 of Bhagavad Gita, all this. And uh, from one... Annamaya kosha till, till vijyanamaya kosha, it's all bodily concept. It's all bodily concept. And only anandamaya kosha is the transcendental level. So here we see Yudhishthir Maharaj is worrying for the bodies of the so-called material bodies of his relatives. And Prabhupada writes there that these bodies, it's like the dress, dress, like in his lecture he mentions the prayer, uh, the, sorry, the verse. Matras Parshastu Kanteya. 
ಶೀತೋಷ್ಣ ಸುಖ ದುಃಖದ ಆಗಮಾಪಾನೀಯೋ ನಿತ್ಯ ಭಾರತ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಓಸನ್ ಆಫ್ ಕುಂತಿ ದ ನಾನ್ ಪರ್ಮನೆಂಟ್ ಅಪಿಯರೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಿನೆಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರೆಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಡಿಸಪಿಯರೆನ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಡ್ಯೂ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದ ಅಪಿಯರೆನ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಡಿಸಪಿಯರೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ವಿಂಟರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸಮರ್ ಸೀಸನ್ ಆಫ್ ಸಮರ್ ಸೀಸನ್ಸ್ ದೇ ಅರೈಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಪರ್ಸೆಪ್ಷನ್ ಓಶಿಯನ್ ಆಫ್ ಭಾರತ and one must learn to tolerate without being disturbed and before this also the dehino yashmin yatha dehe komaram yavanam jara so that also is talking about bodily concept so that's uh, 213 is talking about bodily concept how we from childhood to boyhood boyhood to youth and youth to old age how we are changing our body similarly from one body to another it is just a change of dress prabhupad says and the next one says now we see yudhishthir is so bewildered when we are bewildered we cannot do our duties when arjuna was bewildered he could not de- he said i am not going to fight but as a kshatriya his duty his prescribed duty his varnashram dharma is to perform the fight he has to fight you know devotional service need not always look like showing agarbatti or instance takes a lamp or you know cooking devotional service can also be fighting for krishna we see arjuna fought for krishna and that was his devotional service and why do we call it devotional service because he did not after he had the knowledge of bhagavad gita he did not fight for himself or for his own pleasure or family's pleasure he fought for krishna because krishna wanted him to fight so he did and that was devotional service because he did not put himself at the center he put krishna at the center so when we put krishna at the center and we do anything so that becomes our devotional service so it need not look always what we think it is to be so devotional service can have multi dimensional aspect towards it so here yudhishthir maharaj he is not able to run his kingdom he is so morose he is so upset oh my kinsmen oh my kinsmen and when we are so deluded by all this bodily concept what happens we are not able to do our prescribed duties and by not doing our prescribed duties we are not following the instructions given by krishna in bhagavad gita he said we have to do our prescribed duties because we are not liberated soul yet and krishna says to arjuna you are no, only when you become liberated then the prescribed duties do not work for you but till then we have to do our prescribed duties so we him and we see very wonderful example of bharat maharaj Bharat Maharaj, he gave up his kingdom, he gave up his wives, his children, everything. And he went to the forest and he was a king. And what happened? He had this tendency to protect. Now, when we, before I go ahead in the story or in the conception, I want to just say that whether it is Arjuna or it is Yudhishthir or it is Bhishma Dev or it is Bharat Maharaj, they are all wonderful elevated devotees. they are not in material conception they are not in material bodily conception of life but they are example for us because krishna will use them as a example because they they can they can handle the stress they can handle the stress we cannot so krishna will not be using me at least because i will give up but those examples they will not give up so that's why krishna uses them you know uh, prabhupad says in bengali there is something called when the mother in law has to teach something to the daughter in law she, she will not teach directly to the daughter in law she will teach through her daughter whom she has raised because the da- daughter understand the mood of the mother so when the mother teaches the daughter in law through the daughter 
it is much easier for the daughter-in-law to understand without getting upset about the whole situation. Similarly, Krishna teaches us through his very dear most devotees. So Bharat Maharaj was at the level of Baba and I have heard that from Baba you cannot fall down. But Krishna still used and he happily, happily allowed himself to be used by Krishna as an instrument. So Bharat Maharaj is here, he, is, he gave up everything, he is so fixed up with everything, but he had the mood of a Kshatriya, he is a king. He That the tendency to protect another living entity, to pro, giving protection is his natural uh, instinct. So when he saw the deer, he gave, he forget, he forgot everything, even at the cost of his sadhana, he went ahead and protected the deer. Why? Because it, his, it, him acting as a uh, Kshatriya was more prevalent than him acting as a Brahmana, concentrating on concentrating on the sadhana, concentrating on his yajna. But he was more into protecting the deer. If you read, it is so so. I mean, my heart broke when I was reading where the stage he was at and the activities he was doing. He could not continue his sadhana because he was so upset the about the deer when he he will be chased by other animals. He will be you know like more like an param. For his, as if loved ones, how one will treat. He was treating like that to the deer. He did not just give protection and move ahead. He went ahead way beyond. And Prabhupada calls it, whether it is Arjuna's or or Bharat Maharaj's, Prabhupada call it misplaced compassion. It is compassion, but it is not placed in the right place. Compassion is when we show, show the compassion for our soul and others soul when we try to take us out of this material world and try help others and serve others to get out of ma- this material world we try to help them get out of the you know janma mrittu jara byadhi birth death old age and disease this cycle this vicious cycle we are in when we try to help them get out that is a proper compassion and everything else for that body you know this charity and and then we say, okay, you are doing just Sankirtan and what are you doing for the human being? You are not even taking care of them and you know, you are just worried about your own Sankirtan and own temple and all this stuff. But that is misplaced compassion because we do not, because they do not understand the scripture. They do not understand what's being told by our Acharyas. So we do often do the misplaced compassion and Prabhupada do not appreciate that. He said, you know, what Bharat Maharaj was doing is not what we are supposed to do. We should be very careful. We should guard our Bhakti Lata Beej so carefully. And Bharat Maharaj, he is saying, what's the use of my sadhana? What's the use of my sadhana if it, you know, if I am so much into the sadhana and I'm not taking care of the one which is surrendered to me, what's the use? And he, he has completely bewildered. He has forgotten everything that he has given. He has given up his own son, but the, now the deer has become so lovable to him that he is, he is being morose and he is crying and, you know, it is so, so, it is so heart-wrenching. It is so heartbreaking at this, that stage if someone gets into that. But of, of course, as I said that Krishna uses his devotees for, for us to learn how not to be and how to be. And and then we see in same here, Prabhupada is mentioning Yudhishthir Maharaj. He he, was, he became deluded by worldly affection or bodily concept by the will of the Lord, just as Arjuna was apparently deluded. So he was deluded, not because he actually fell down. He was deluded. He was deluded because Krishna wanted him to. 
Bhishma was acting, Bhishma was fighting against Krishna because Krishna wanted to. So that's devotional service. Whether even it is against fighting Krishna, that's devotional service. That's how devotional service is. When do it all for Krishna and not for ourselves or the extended family. So Bhishma was fighting for Krishna, against Krishna. Arjuna was fighting for Krishna. Here, Bhishma, Bhish, uh, here Bharat Maharaj fell down for Krishna. Yudhishthir Maharaj is feeling morose for Krishna. And Kunti Maharani is praying. Kunti Maharani is praying is so difficult. I don't know if I should read it because that's not my realization. It is just a prayer that I would just repeat. Vipada santuta sashvat tatra tatra jagat guru bhavato darshanam yat syad. Apunar bhava darshanam. I wish that all the calamities would happen again and again so that we could see you again and again. For seeing you means that we will no longer see repeated births and deaths. That's the mood of a pure devotee. And Prabhupada writes in the purport of Canto 1 that the plan of a pure devotee and the plan of Krishna are non-different. Like if you see our plan and Krishna's plan is often different and that's why we have fear. The moment we have fear, it's I have heard from a very, very elevated devotee, why we are fearful? We are scared that Krishna will not fulfill our plan. That means there's a difference between our plan and Krishna's plan. But for pure devotees, they are not fearful. We see Srila Prabhupada. He was not fearful. He is called Abhay Charan. He is Abhay. He doesn't have a Bhai. He do not have fear. Why doesn't he have fear? Why one wouldn't have fear? This is material world. Anything can happen. They do not have fear because their plan and Krishna's plan are the same. They do not have any difference. The plans do not have any difference. So Prabhupada is not scared. Oh, what if Krishna does not fulfill my desire? Because Krishna's desire and Prabhupada's desires were non-different. Once uh, Prabhupada was offering kachoris to his deities in Calcutta house. And that time this, uh, this uh, what do you say, this British and all this, uh, you know, unsettlement was going on in India. A lot of, almost like a war. And full bombs and everything was thrown. And, you know, people were so scared that you don't know the next moment you're going to live or not. And Prabhupada was offering these kachoris and he was saying, oh, uh, and right then one bomb fell right very, very close to where he was offering, where he was, you know, worshipping in his house. And Prabhupada was saying in his heart to Krishna, oh, if it falls on me, I will be offering it in the spiritual world, these kachoris. And if it doesn't, then we will be relishing the prasadam. So Prabhupada was, what do you say, cool? With Krishna's plan, he was not scared. He was not afraid. He was not in anxiety. What if Krishna does not fulfill my desire? What if? So we see that's what Prabhupada is saying. That our acharyas, our gurus, our the, the realized souls, they are not fearful. They are all abhay. So... So like one must tolerate, that's what I, like Prabhupada is mentioning, we must tolerate, whether we can or not, that's altogether a different story. But for us to at least theoretically understanding 
that we must tolerate whether it is cold and in that purport of 2.14 Prabhupada is saying whether it is hot the season, whether it is summer or it is winter. If we are told we are to be waking up at 4 o'clock for our Mangalarti and so on and so forth for our morning program, we do get up. We do not consider, oh, it's too cold today, so I'm not getting up today. We do not consider it's too hot today. Uh, you know, I'm comfortable now, I can get, no. If something's been told to us, we follow it irrespective of our bodily concept, irrespective of what we feel about it. Because it's been told, we follow. And when we do that, from, you know, we have this concept of uh, Vedi Bhakti to Raganoga Bhakti, the transition happens slowly. When we listen to our Gurus, our Srila Prabhupada's instruction, as to the best of our ability. Of course, we have our, you know, we might, some of us may not be well and we cannot go beyond that. We cannot stretch beyond a point. But if we can, taking the instruction of our gurus, of Srila Prabhupada, to the best of our ability, whatever has been told and promised by Krishna will be fulfilled. So, is there anything else I would like to discuss? Yeah, and then that's what we, what we discussed. That everything that we have been spoken, what is bodily concept, what is transcendental, everything is known to Maharaj Yudhishthir. He is learned. He knows he is Dharmaraj. He knows it all, you know. And yet he is acting this way. He is acting this way because there is one more, you know, one more uh, story going to come up. Krishna is not going to instruct Yudhishthir Maharaj. He wants, he wants to glorify his devotee Bhishma Dev. So that's why Krishna, you know, he's stepping back. He's saying, if he, if he could convince Arjuna, why could he not convince Yudhishthir? What's wrong? Arjuna, if Arjuna can get convinced, anybody can get convinced. Even Yudhishthir Maharaj definitely can get, get convinced. And Krishna can convince anybody if he wishes. But he wants to glorify his dear devotee Bhishma Dev, who has been acting until we, I came to Krishna, uh, Krishna consciousness. We were, I, we, and still back in India, I'm sure Bhishma was see, shown as, you know, somebody who we, whom we don't look up to because he was fighting against the Lord. He was hitting Arjuna, the hero of the story. He is, you know, he is attacking with the arrow. So when you attack the hero, you become what? Villain. You become a negative role when you attack the hero. Only a villain will attack the hero. Right? So, but that's how he has been looked upon. But no, he is our Mahajan. He is one of our 12 Mahajan. And Prabhupada says we walk on the path of the Mahajan's footsteps. And why, and why would we walk on the footsteps of, on the, we would follow our villain? We wouldn't. Our Acharyas would not make us do so. But, and for that very reason, uh, Krishna gonna step back. From a step of, you know, the, from the position of a guru, he gonna give, let Bhishma Dev do that. And that's how Lord is to, you know, the, the devotee is always busy to glorify the Lord and the Lord is always busy to glorify the devotees. That's the real, that's a transcendental competition. That's the reciprocation between the devotee and the Lord. So here, the another intention, apart from teaching us what we should do and what we should not, what should our mood be in devotional service, one more story coming up is Bhishma Dev's prayers after Kunti Maharani's prayers, which is so glorious. Bhishma Dev is, Bhishma Dev is teaching us how Kunti Maharani is teaching us how to take the distress. Bhishma Dev is teaching us how to take the death, how to die. And it's so glorious. So we will wait for the speaker to reveal that to us. 
for now i you know this is my recently i was realizing if you see a sunflower sunflower looks like one flower but it is called a composite flower scientifically because it is made of many flowers the yellow petals that we see they are flower in itself they are called the ray flowers and the in between the black portion is called the disc flower so it is made of many flowers in one flower so it is not just one flower similarly our bhagavatam verses even if it looks like one verse it's made of many verses each word is like a flower in itself so me being you know with so much less of understanding less of knowledge and even less of realization i cannot glorify such verses so i beg forgiveness from all of you and please bless me so that i can realize something of what i have spoken vancha kalpataru bhyasya kripa sindhu bhevacha patira nam pavne ve vashnave ve namo namah samavita bhakta vrind ki jay granth ra shrimad bhagavatam ki jay shila prabhupad ki jay any comment any correction please go ahead i have lots of questions as well thank you so much for this wonderful class okay so i'm going to try to remember them all really quick um what how do we how do we know what our prescribed duty is and does that change depending on our circumstances yeah i mean like i'm a grihastha right so my prescribed duty is to take care of my child my <laughs> and not just take care in uh, canto 5 chapter 5 text 18 if i'm not quoting it wrong uh, the shloka rishabh dev is teaching his sons he is saying guru na shishya pita na shishya janani na shishya dev so he is basically saying here one should not become a mother a father a guru even a demigod if he or she cannot release you from the repeated cycle of birth and death so when i'm saying i'm doing my motherly duty it does not mean i'm just giving my children uh, or child the food and you know just the bodily things also i have to feed his soul by giving him bhagavad gita shrimad bhagavatam bringing him to the temple letting him know who is his actual father and mother is so that's my prescribed duty prabhu you are doing a pujari service so your prescribed duty is till one i'm talking for a brahmachari till one becomes a grihastha his duty i'm just just randomly giving you example i'm not saying the how, what it is authorized i'm just saying what i understand so your duty would be you know studying the shastras very nicely we see the brahmachari study the shastras so deeply we grihasthas i wish i can just wish for it but i have no knowledge the amount of knowledge they share the Brahm, the brahmanas you no know, they are the brahmana brahmanas so they have that role a kshatriya which we don't see the army army their job is to kill my job is not to kill anybody if i do that job i will be punished by the state of law you know and by krishna and by yamraj but their job if they kill to protect the country they are glorified so that's the job of a kshatriya so like that we have all of us have our own prescribed duties and we are meant to do that because we have accepted it that way or we it was given to us either way yeah tell me bro thank you so much and then uh the second question was um you mentioned that uh one one person on the level above can never fall down yeah. uh, and so i was wondering um and i i'm assuming if this is correct that this is on the um bhakti laja bita bija right is yeah, that the, yeah, the creeper of devotional yeah, service yeah. how do we know what level we're on which one we are on yeah like i like i have the nine levels right if there's yeah. the, i think nine levels yeah. on the bhakti laja yeah. bhakti lata bija bija bhakti lata bija i'm saying that correctly yeah. 
um because you said if one's on the level above yeah he bharat maharaj was at the level of bhav and next is prema and then he's go, he's back <laughs> to right. krishna so so like as a as a personal like a uh yardstick or measurement i was wondering how one can know what level they're on you, you know prabhu those who are in bhava they still call themselves i believe they do not think they are in bhava because you are humble till you realize you are humble Yeah. Does that make sense, Prabhu? Yeah. So <laughs> that's our struggle. We we come to temple every day, and everybody is saying because we are sincere, we are coming to temple. I'm talking for myself. I am coming to temple every day because I'm sincere. The moment somebody says, "Oh, Mataji, you are so sincere," coming to the temple, I realize I'm sincere. So I'm no longer sincere. <laughs> so that's a, that's a struggle of material life that I I face every day. But. the best thing that i have heard from the senior the best thing if we think we are neophyte if we think we don't know anything baba is far fetched for me and i am a mere servant of my guru maharaj and i need to be used as a instrument i don't know anything even if i know it's best to think that like i said chatana mahaprabhu what level he was he is god himself but he still say i'm a fool so long we think we are fool we are progressing the moment i start thinking that i know little bit i'm falling down so even those who are in bhava we have our acharyas example those they with if you ask them oh guru maharaj you are you are so elevated they will not accept it they will say i'm an, they may not say i'm a neophyte because they are gurus and we have to but they will not say i'm a uttama adhikari they will accept as at least madhyama adhikari so so long it it would have been nice if we would have known which stage we are in so that we can work but um, because there's so much of anarthas in us and i have i mean i have learned that anarthas anartha nivritti that is the longest period that is for me i feel it will take me lifetimes to cross over the anartha nivritti and then comes the ruchi nishtha and all that stuff long long journey for me prabhu for uh, in general i feel safe uh being a neophyte even if uh, my mind my ego doesn't believe it but if i tell again and again to myself that i'm a neophyte i don't know anything maybe someday the ego will understand the intelligence will also get convinced oh thank you so much and then uh the third question did i was, make it cl- did i made sense did i make sense y- yes yeah. yes that that makes sense like uh, because uh Yeah, you were saying it's better to consider oneself a neophyte. Then only you can progress. If we think we have reached, then how do we go ahead, right? Yeah, if we think that we've reached a certain stage, yeah. then like uh then obviously that's our false ego, right? Yeah, that's why if you see Prabhupada always says even um uh like in our process Prabhupada says even our sannyasis they are still chanting their 16 rounds, they're doing everything that a newcomer and neophyte neophyte does. and that's one of the reason actually i i was so convinced into this movement if you go to other processes other institutions what the grihastha mata ji is or the prabhu ji is are doing it is not the same what their gurus are doing but if you see in iskon everybody 16 rounds minimum for regulative principle even if they have become liberated they are still following the rules the vaidhi bhakti even if they are in the raganuga realization and anything beyond they are still doing the vaidhi bhakti so those rules and regulation we have to have to follow because prabhupad says we cannot cease if the moment our guru stop it we will start deviating 
So for us to set an example, but it is not, as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, those who are liberated, they don't have to, Srila Prabhupada didn't have to chant Hare Krishna. Because I'll tell you a story when, um, yeah, when Prabhupada was leaving his body in this material world, he was, you know, he was not chanting on his beads. So far I have heard the story. And Bhakti Charu Maharaj was, His Holiness Bhakti Charu Maharaj was so worried for him. So his god brother came and um, he, from, um, Bhakti Charu Maharaj was serving him that time, Srila Prabhupada. And he said, oh, Mara, the other god brother who was sitting and he said, um, Prabhupada is not able to chant these final days. And then this friend, god brother of Srila Prabhupada, he said, can you bring some water for Srila Prabhupada? And he just, uh, Maharaj just got the water and he dropped it in his mouth. Prabhupada's tongue was continuously chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Does he need beads? No. He never needed beads. He was teaching us. Wow, that's amazing. So, other day, if you remember, we said that, you know, the Prabhupada said, the temple is for the neophytes, for the liberated ones, the self-realized ones do not need temple because they have temple in their heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember that point we discussed? They have Krishna in their heart. They don't need external. I mean, it is wonderful to have. It's not that they, Krishna, Prabhupada could speak to the deities, but just so as to so, say, to be Krishna conscious, they don't need the externals because the intern, internal is so purified already. The Chetu Darpana has happened so much that the externals are not so much required for them. But Prabhupada said, yet we follow so that we don't fall. Sorry for explaining it even more further. No, thank you very much. And then uh, just really quick, I'm sorry to be... No, I'm, no, no. Uh, so uh, you mentioned the, um, that Bhishma Dev was one of the uh, 12 Mahajanas. Yeah. And um, I was wondering where I could find out more information. Uh, can I get back to that? This is a Bhagavatam 6th six, six canto, if I'm not. We have actually discussed in the temple room also. It's a 6th canto. And um, if I, I'll get back to you, Prabhu. I'll give you the verse. Okay. And Yamraj is saying, Aurab, do you know the verse? You have learned it yesterday. Can you say the verse? Yeah, loudly, so that we can hear the names of the 12 Mahajanas. Loudly, okay? The last one is Yamraj. Yamraj is saying that. Those are the 12 Mahajanas. Sorry, Prabhu. I didn't hear you. Sorry, Prabhu. Do you remember the verse number? Number I can get you, Prabhu. I, th- I, I, I think he has learned it by hearing. That's why he may not know the reference. I will give you the reference, Prabhu. But yeah, yeah. The last one is Yamraj. Where he, yeah, please take the mic back. You have a question, Aura? Uh, I just wanted to uh, mention that Vayasaki was Sukadev Goswami. Yeah, Vayasaki is Sukadev Goswami and the person who is speaking is Yamraj, so he is saying, I am, like that. Yeah, so you can pass on the mic. I think Prabhu had another question. No, no, Prabhu, it is so nice, though we can talk more about Krishna, it's so wonderful. Okay, and then, and then the last question I had, thank you everybody for your patience. Was you mentioned um, there was different types of bhakti you mentioned and you said it was a slow gradual process and I think that one was maybe vairagya bhakti and uh, raganuga and was it and raganuga and vaidhi bhakti there are some more Prabhu yeah, there are three you, parts of it yeah. can you say the names of those one more time vaidhi bhakti when we strictly for vaidhi bhakti yeah vaidhi. regulative 
when we follow the regulative principle. So this is like, you know how it is, like you, you do not have any affection for Krishna, but your guru told, chant 16 rounds. So you're ch- chanting 16 rounds. Your guru told, get up at 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock for Mangala, come for Mangala. So you're duty bound. You are doing everything because you are told. Okay? But Raganuga Bhakti, it is called spontaneous love. So one is regulated love, the other one is spontaneous love for Krishna. One is what is called the spontaneous love again? Uh, Raga Anuga. Raga? Raga Anuga. Rag means emotion. Anuga is when we follow our emotion. Something like that. I am just giving you my understanding. Raga Anuga it is called. It is when we do spontaneous love. Raga. Raga Shabd means the word Raga means the emotion. Yeah. Our feelings. Yeah. So those, when you have spontaneous, when nobody has to tell you any way that please go worship Srila Prabhupada, please go worship the deities and please get up. When you do it yourself, we out of, see when, I'll tell you from my personal experience, when my child was born, my mother and my mother-in-law was telling everything. You know, take care of the child like this, like that. So that everything was being told to me. And eventually when I developed my own emotion, and it happens when you get married also. When you get married, you are not so used to having a, another person in your life. My mother-in-law will always tell me, do this, do that for my son. But eventually she didn't have to tell me. I would do it even more than she would ask me. So that's the difference between Vedi Bhakti and Raganuga Bhakti. The regulative one, regulated one, and the spontaneous one. It's, it's beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh, and then the, the one last question I had was, um, you mentioned um, Abai. Abhay Charan? Abhay Charan. Abhay, yeah, yeah. Abhay means. And that means without fear? Abhay, means, abhay yeah. means without fear. One who is fearless is Abhay. Bhay means fear. And you put a, a it becomes Abhay. abhay. Ab, a, a, without fear. If you see the words that I read by Kunti Maharani, I think. He said, A Punar. A Punar. Punar means, again, it last line says, A Punar Bhava Darshanam. Means anything you put in a Sanskrit, anything you put a in it, it becomes negation. It is negating. So that's how it is. A bhai. Bhai means when you're fearful. And um, <clears throat> maybe some other day we would discuss about pa vargas. Like in this material world, how pa, fa, bha, Prabhupada explains very beautifully. And maybe whatever I understand, I can explain. This material world is full of you know, fearfulness, and then you have foam, and then death, and all. The moment we do bhakti, devotional service, it becomes apavarga. Means it become it negates the material effects. So maybe someday we will discuss if the topic relates to that. Maybe we will discuss on that, Prabhu, someday. Yeah, and it, and it, do you know what charan means? Charan? Charan yeah, means charan. feet, Prabhu. Oh. Abhay charan. So abhay charan is Krishna's feet is called abhay charan. And those who worship so they are Abhay Charan Das. So Krishna's lotus feet, where we all look up to go back to, is called uh, Abhay Charan. That's his feet are called Abhay Charan. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that, thank you that so concludes much. concludes my questions. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's so wonderful we get to discuss. It gets deeper in me. Speaking is so easy. You were talking about the need for doing what, what Krishna wants, how we have to follow Guru, Sadhu, Shastra to know what to do and what not to do. And then, in almost, in many cases, you can find that 
different points, both from guru and sadhu and shastra, that completely contradict one another for on a certain. You've, have you encountered certain, something like that, Prabhu? Certain issue um, on one issue or another, you can find completely opposite. Uh, In Shadu Guru Shastra, or, you feel they are not reconciling. Or yeah, or quotes from the Shastra, like chocolate, for instance. Uh, you know, somebody why somebody says they want to serve chocolate in the so, Hari Bol Prabhu says that, well, I was with Shri Prabhupada in 1972. I gave him chocolate and he, and he ate it. And then Jai Prabhu says, well, I was with Shri Prabhupada in 1976. And we went to his room and asked him if we could have chocolate. And Prabhupada said, no, chocolate's forbidden in Iskon. So Forbidden was later than the first one, right? Forbidden story came later, right? First he took and then he did not take, right? Yeah, but not not to focus on this on chocolate. No, I'm saying which one happened. I'm just saying that you can have two completely different. Yeah, I understand. Can uh, so that's a, of course chocolate is always a controversial topic, but I would still speak of my understanding. So how do you know what what Krishna really wants, rather than what we're just trying to okay. what we want, and then we're trying. Prabhupada to was also served a with, mushroom with our own quotes, you know. Prabhupada was also served mushroom. I have heard this from memories of Srila Prabhupada. I'm not sure which Prabhuji, one of the recognized Prabhuji, one, he served Prabhupada mushroom and Prabhupada ate it. He didn't know it as mushroom because India, mushroom was not popular that time. We didn't eat mushroom. Prabhupada ate even chocolate till, actually if you see chocolate itself, it does not have the intoxicant or the caffeine. It is while making the process, it gets mixed. But anyway, what I under, why I have heard, and you know, and I will just tell how I go ahead, Prabhu, with it. Just, uh, I try to keep keep. I always try to keep it safe. I don't want to risk much at the time of death. So I will tell what I I try to do. But first, what Prabhupada, I have heard that even uh, I have heard from uh, one of our very recognized Maharaj leading Maharaj, he also gave Swiss chocolate to him and Prabhupada ate it and then he took the maha. But when Prabhupada was told that chocolate have caffeine, then he prohibited it. Prabhupada also, at there was a point of time when Prabhupada took a 7-up, we still take, but Prabhupada said then when people started stocking up on 7-up, Prabhupada said that's not good. So first of all... in Well, the problem with using an example is that the question's about the example. It's not, my question isn't about chocolate. Yeah, I'm my, not, my yeah, when the contradiction, yeah. I will just say why, I mean, this and if it, it Any issue that, that contradicts. Have, have contradicting op- opinions on, how do we know what, 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 which one is really Krishna's opinion? Okay. So, there are so many things that's coming up on my mind, but yeah, I will say first with the chocolate thingy. So, so Prabhupada prohibited it saying it has caffeine, so we do not take it. And in fact, if you read uh, Satsurup Maharaj's uh, ever best, what is it, well-wisher, ever, your ever well-wisher, or best well-wisher, I'm getting confused between the name. There, Prabhupada writes clearly in that, Prabhupada's instruction is there that we are not supposed to take chocolate. So what I did, I wrote to my Maharaj with a heavy heart, I knew what will come, what will come, I knew what could come. I emailed to my Maharaj that I wrote what is my confusion and my Maharaj wrote back that chocolate has caffeine and we avoid it. He did not tell me don't take it. 
He said, we try to avoid. Maharaj said, he avoids it. And for me, I that was, they say with instruction comes empowerment. I myself wouldn't have left it. So I, you know, willingly put myself in a situation where my guru gives the instruction and I can take it with much more conviction. If I take the chocolate and I leave the chocolate, I may again take it and again may leave it. But when my guru says, every time I see chocolate, I remember my Maharaj said, my Guru Maharaj said that, you know, Prabhupada asked us to avoid chocolate because it has nicotine, nicotine, or sorry, caffeine, caffeine. So I left and even my son left chocolate. So I don't know how long he will continue. I will try not to. So it is better to be saved than other way because just for one chocolate, I left so many things for Krishna. So chocolate is just another thing. How much ever I love it, but going back to Godhead, that's how I look at it. Going back to Godhead is way too precious and coming back to this material world is way too dangerous. So I would rather not eat chocolate than you know, come back to material world. That's how I honestly, I'm just revealing my heart to you and I'm saying that's how, when it comes to, okay, another thing, Shadu Guru Shastra, Prabhupada says those who follow the morning program, waking up in the morning and for 12 years, his words become as good as Shastra. This I have heard in a lecture from Srila Prabhupada's very own lotus mouth. He was talking about Narottam Das Thakur. He said how Narottam Das Thakur, whatever he speaks is our Shastra because because he followed what was being told by his Acharya, what by our Acharya, by his Guru. So he followed that for, so, so Prabhupada says if somebody follows it for 12 years, so he becomes as good as, his words become as good as Acharya, uh, Shastra. So that one thing. So whenever there is confusion for me, my checkpoint is Srila Prabhupada. And then I go ahead and check around. I try not to hurt, uh, you know, hurt anybody's feelings. Mm. The point here is, as we have seen, whether it is fighting or whatever it is, or fighting for Krishna or fighting against Krishna. So long our intention is to please Krishna, we are clear, we are safe. That's what I feel. I have a doubt, I'll go ask people. Like, chocolate was something I would, I knew my Maharaj would say no. I I still asked because I wanted to do it for Krishna, if that's what it's meant to be. So that's what Prabhupada, in the purple Prabhupada says, just because your relatives are getting killed does not mean that you do not serve Krishna. No matter what, wherever Krishna is, we have to be there even if it is the, it is hurting us the most. I mean, it is very difficult to realize I'm far away from it. I'm just see, saying what, how it looks if you, what I have heard from Srila Prabhupada. Does it, does it go somewhere towards what you, what you are saying, Prabhu? Yeah, so Shadu Guru Shastra is our, I've heard in a class by a very elevated devotee who said we reject Buddha because Buddha rejected Vedas, the Shastras. So we cannot accept a guru who do not speak from the Shastras. To become a bona fide guru, he has to speak from the Shastras. I mean, I'm way too tiny of a devotee and too new to Krishna consciousness. I'm just repeating what I have heard from the other speakers, other bona fide Acharyas and our very own Srila Prabhupada. So whatever. So that's what I have heard. That if the person is not, sorry Prabhu, one just, just finished. If the person is 
not recognizing forget let alone any guru or any any person if when god himself rejected vedas we rejected him so how how we how can we have anybody who speaks something apart from shastras that's why prabhupada says that's why bhagavatam class we have to speak from shastra that's why we pay obeisances and we beg you know prabhupads and our gurus blessing why do we beg blessing so that may i not speak a single word which is not in line with our philosophy may i not concoct this beautiful beautiful philosophy this tatva that has been given to us and guru i'm not sure if that's referring to shiksha or diksha but i'm both gurus both okay but then chaitanya charitamrita in the first when um, krishna das kaviraj goswami is explaining guru tatva he's saying there's no difference between shiksha guru and diksha guru yeah he says and these are heavy he said so we have to be very careful who is our shiksha guru because the respect is as equal and krishna das kaviraj goswami says it and prabhupad is writing it for us the translation and then and then sadhu uh, that's that's what the vaishnavas the senior or the vaishnavas sadhu would be somebody who not necessarily senior i would i will take back my word sadhu would be somebody who speak of krishna who preaches krishna bhajo krishna kaho krishna kore shikko kaho krishna shiksha who speak of krishna who glorifies krishna who gives krishna to us would be sadhu for us for us devotees anybody who gives you krishna is a sadhu that's my understanding prabhu might be very senior but may not speak of krishna but might be very junior but he may teach you something of krishna so that's a sadhu for us that's why they say sadhu sanga sadhu sanga means the sanga is sadhu when krishna is being discussed if we are discussing mundane even with devotees it does not remain a sadhu sanga that's my my understanding prabhu i have a very limited understanding with that i'm trying to explain thank you thank you yeah, i just good. like to say thank you thank you uh, i really appreciated uh, all that you shared that i got to hear um i think i was just curious to know about what you may share and um understanding your position Uh, as a householder and then also wanting to advance spiritually you know how do you what kind of practice or exercise can you do to find the balance between you know like say you go to work and you have your position there but you also you know do you there, go to yeah. the temple or preaching center and you have your position there that's a there. struggle for me too prabhu <laughs> and you know you're you know some people may not recognize you or they might not be um krishna conscious or god conscious and but you hold a position um and the same thing with you know at home or within your your peers or your associations and just um you know trying to to be an example but also um you know um leading by the that example that that i don't know anything and i am a fool so i felt there were like two sort of question or three question like one is how to do balance honestly i'm bad at it i don't know how to do balance i i like to do krishna consciousness things more than my family duties so i struggle there but yeah i do pray 
I do pray when I don't know how, how to balance it, how to do things. I try, I try. As I said, I'm, I'm comfortable when we are discussing something from the Shastras. It is very comfortable. But when he wants to discuss something chess, I'm like, <laughs> that's a struggle for me. So I, you know, put him towards uh, somebody like my uh, my Prabhu who's comfortable. So I will, you know, direct him towards. And he knows that. The best thing I would say, Prabhu, if we keep ourselves transparent, if we accept our inabilities, our lackings, that is that is the best thing. He knows that I am not very much comfortable with discussing other things. So he knows that. So he would go find somebody else. If he does not, then he comes to me. But when it comes to any shloka and all, he will always come back to me and say, Mama, I learned this. Because he knows how much happy I become. Not when he says, oh, I won the chess, chess game. It, it is not a, so much of joy for me. Because um, Bhakti Vinod Thakur sings, Kit Janma Hoya Jodi Toa Das. I mean, if I become an uh, insect in the house of a devotee, that is much more glorious life than Bahir Mukha Brahma Janme Nahiyas. Even I become a Brahma with four head and I am averse towards you. My life is not worth. So, you know, for me, that is, that, that is something I can associate more. But yes, as you said, remaining as an example, you can, anything and everything, I, one thing I believe in is Prabhu prayer. When we pray to Krishna, when we are not able to do something, we always pray. And of course, we can consult. But prayer is my first rescue or first, uh, what do you say, my first place to go to. And then I would, of course, talk to somebody who can understand me. Who can understand me? If I want to remain spiritual, I want to go to somebody who, like, you know, if you have a problem with your body, you will go to a doctor. If you have a problem with your plumbing, you will go to a plumber. Similarly, if you have a spiritual problem, you will go to a person who is, who understands you from that point, who is a devotee. So if you want to improve your spiritual life, you will go to a person, not only just devotee, but who is serious about it. If you are serious, you will go to somebody who is serious about it. Not somebody who said, okay, bhakti and other things, everything is fine, like that. No, if you are serious about your bhakti, you will go to a serious practitioner. If you want to really get cured, we want to find a really, really good doctor, right? So, we will go to a serious practitioner, bhakti practitioner, and we get sorted. So, and that thing was, how to remain as an example, read scriptures, Prabhu. I try, and I, I basically, whatever I hear, I just repeat here. I do not read so much. Sitting on a Vyasasana, I will not lie. I do not read so much. My tendency is more towards Shravanam. I am more into listening. So whatever I have got is by mostly listening, whether it is Srila Prabhupada or I listen, I follow Srimad Bhagavatam classes every day. I try not without fail to follow. And I follow, I mean, it is verse like how we do here. I have another group which I have been listening before coming here from past how much ever years I am practicing. Every day morning I used to listen. And that's how I got. And then there were many wonderful, wonderful brahmacharis, sannyasis coming and telling us. And I, I ask question. I don't mind people thinking I'm a fool. I'm fine with that. I, I don't want to impress anybody. I want to impress Krishna. So, yeah, we're keeping all the other things. Did it answer anything that you have asked? I'm, I was not... Yeah, balancing is a struggle, Prabhu, I agree. Especially with spirituality, when you think Krishna is 
so because devotional service and you know devotees are so wonderful and then again managing with the non devotees remaining in your sanity is very difficult i am personally very scared so i try and avoid <laughs> and even with them i start saying things about krishna and till they you know make me realize they are yet to come to krishna so it is a struggle for me but you know krishna sees your heart forget about everybody i feel krishna is seeing my heart and he knows i want to preach about krishna i want to talk about krishna and all i like is about krishna then krishna will facilitate your life in a way that you get to do that that's what i feel krishna chetana mahaprabhu se asat sangat tyag ye ei vaishnavar achar means when you disassociate with the association of non devotees is that's what a vaishnava or a devotee should do but of course prabhu is like you when you have to go to work it may not be so feasible but if you have that desire you may associate with your body but not with your soul associate with your body and try and i have heard this also give your association don't take their association and if they are eating something which does not reconcile or does not go along like they are eating meat or something and you don't want to eat you can sit alone and you can see this is my time with my you know krishna and prasadam are non different as well so you can say this is my time when i give it to myself this is for my mental peace which enti- entire world understand so you can just say that this is for my own sanity i want to sit by myself and i want to relish it yesterday i heard it from a brahmachari he does he used to do that so i'm just you know passing out on to you because this is i don't have an experience in that line so you and you can that's what i said you can let your body associate but not your mind or your soul or your consciousness especially let that not get affected by their association their talk and you can always listen to lecture always listen to lecture whether you are working what's whatever sort of work you are doing if it does not need like washing your vessels or anything or car if it does not need too much of your attention or your expertise then you can continue listening to a lecture so that way your work will also get spiritualized i am just blabbering something prabhu <laughs> so i am just saying what i try to practice and how i try to keep my, because i am i do not trust my mind and um, i do not trust my consciousness either, either they are all contaminated so i try to purify it through listening because when i listen when you you are asking i am just answering because i have been listening thank you listening is very very important shravanam is when you see the nine processes it starts with shravanam by shravanam your doubts get cleared when your doubts get gets cleared krishna start getting you know place in your heart so like that is there anything else prabhu prabhu you have something else to say shravanam I, i you can see, if you see me outside also you can ask and i can always answer <laughs> yes i can always answer bro because if we discuss this then we will talk krishna katha otherwise we will do something else you know we can be either in krishna consciousness or maya consciousness when we talk krishna then we are in krishna consciousness otherwise we will be into something else so i thank you for giving me the opportunity all of you through this questions and answers you know it it is like telling myself okay i need to be krishna conscious so thank you for giving this opportunity i take it as a blessing from all of you thank you hari krishna vanchakalpatarubhya shikapasindu vevachapatita nam pavne vevashnave vevo namo namo thank you hari krishna shri radha kala chanji ki jai